Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Who Art Thou podcast. I'm your host, Barra Carlin. Just want to wish you all a happy new year before we start off and talk about bringing in the new year with a fantastic band. I have Skies Behind on the chat with me today of all three members. We're going to be chatting about their brand new EP, The Spaces, which is due to release tomorrow, January 5th. And the lads were very, very kind to send it over to me before recording this episode. And it's kind of mad, like it's the first week in January. It's not even the first week, we're only five days in. And we're going to have probably one of the best EPs of the year already. <laughs> I, I really do mean that from start to finish. It's a fantastic EP. It's very moving. It's very exhilarating. It's just a fucking really solid EP. And I can't wait for you to hear us uh, chatting about it and how it came about and all the ideas that go along with it, um, including some stories about how the band accident released the EP before its release <laughs> and a bunch of other stuff as well. And the band are also going on a completely independent Ireland and UK tour this month, too. So, uh, yeah, we've plenty to chat about. It was a really, really fun episode. It was a very good way to bring in the new year uh, for the podcast. So I really hope you enjoy it. Here's the theme music by Zach Stevenson. everyone we're here for a new episode of the who art thou podcast i'm with skies behind via zoom how are you guys getting on yeah thanks thank for you having us. Thank you, yeah it's great that's an absolute pleasure um you had a very good year here i think you had your first ever irish tour this year didn't you yeah yeah yeah, yeah. how did that go uh, it was it was great it was like we had only really played in cork and dublin up until then and like to just branch out that small bit and meet so many other people um was fantastic and it was kind of just like an ambitious idea that we wanted to do you know nobody asked us to go play in Galway and Belfast and, and they did whatever. not ask us back no uh, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah that's, that's, a bit of that is not true right? they yeah. asked us back. <laughs> go, Galway did but anyway did. it was it was great crack to go and play gigs because that is the most fun part about being in the band yeah, yeah I'd say it sure. is except for the van I would imagine is not the best or it could sometimes <laughs> oh there's no van well there's <laughs> no van yeah that's it the, the last tour we did so I've got a 2009 Kia Picanto a fine piece of motor and Dan had yeah. a 2004 Volkswagen Beetle 2006 2006 yeah, Volkswagen Beetle so Sorry, entirely different model. <laughs> <laughs> but that got uh, five of us, five all, of us, all yeah. around the country over the course of uh, two months or so a month and a half. That was that was the tour van for for the Irish tour back in March. Was the, those two cars? Nice, and, barely uh, fit four people each. Yeah, yeah. You'd, you'd be amazed, like the amps and a drum kit that you can get into the back of a Beetle. Into a Beetle? You you can get everything into the Beetle plus me when we are still using amps. Yeah, and that's yeah. just about. <laughs> but we've got a whole new setup now for for the UK tour that we have coming. So. Oh, fantastic! Well, yeah. We we can talk about that in a bit if you want. But it's, we will. We're, yeah, we're really well, moving we're, up. We're, we're here, moving closer, closer. <laughs> uh, we're here to talk about the EP, uh, the spaces, uh, guys. That EP is from start. I think you've got a really fantastic EP in your hands from start to finish. I really did love it. Um, Thank you, uh, no, no, just, like it's so it's so annoying. Well, it's not annoying, but like one of the parts that of this is kind, kind of annoying of this- EP. One of the annoying things about doing this is that guys send you their their music before it's released, and obviously you're not allowed to share it with people. So you just have to sit there going like, "Fuck, I really want to show this to somebody, and I'm not allowed." <laughs> I think I think the thing about, the thing about especially the band, like it it feels like because I'm the type of person that like let's say for like a birthday or Christmas, if I if I get somebody something, I'm like, I want to tell you what it is right away so it's like most people that listen to like our music in general i'm like come here let me just show you the entire thing as a sneak peek it's gonna be great i mean it's funny that you say that barra because we actually have a bit of a secret that we weren't telling anyone but we accidentally released the ep last week oh yeah <laughs> it was on spotify for about 48 hours yeah. i think i think i had a heart attack in the meantime but it was there yeah myself and rich were both at work and like, crazy, like it's, it's coming up to christmas crazy busy christmas shifts and myself and rich were both at work and joe was like all right we're like four weeks out i better Second upload, upload the EP yeah. to DistroKid to get it pitched, and he accidentally went January fifth, twenty twenty three, which is crazy that you can do that without it like prompting you. That like, are you sure yeah, you want to release this that last seems like year? Like a major design flaw, like a it's, major design flaw. I agree, <laughs> I agree entirely. We have multiple problems with DistroKid. That is one of them. But, like, <laughs> but, but it's like, especially when it asks you, it's like, have you released this before? Yeah, it's incredible. But anyways, then Joe, Joe texts her like our band chat, being like, lads, I'm so so sorry, and he's like stressed out of his mind, being like, I've uploaded the EP 
Beeb accent. I can't take it down for like 48 hours. Um, and we were like, it's grand if somebody listens to it. Like, and, and it, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to find because like, it wasn't like pitch proper or anything. So. But it was because it was on a Friday, so they were off over the weekend. Um, and yeah. but then the nice thing, like because it released like retroactively, it wouldn't come up as anyone's like new releases. Yeah, it was oh, like, okay. release. You yeah, had to scroll back through the discography yeah. to see that. <laughs> but yeah, we have like screenshots of it being up on Spotify now. I think we're gonna post that at some point. But <laughs> yeah. did, it get, did anybody? Did anybody get to listen to it? Do you know? No, me. No. I did. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. I actually no. We we uploaded we uploaded by accident. It came out and we were like, oh fuck, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. And then it was like, actually, let's just let's, let's make sure everything uploaded properly. And I was like, oh yeah, okay, cool, sounds okay. <laughs> so that was the test now for the real release. Um, and no, we don't think anybody spotted it. But um, nice. Yeah. Nobody told us that they listened. To it. I think we had like seven listens on it or something. Over the- seven of those were me. So yeah. Like, yeah. It's all good. <laughs> so there's two singles released off it already. I love it in so many ways. I'm just wondering why were they the two that you decided to release off at first okay so i love it we probably have to discuss uh so many ways is because richard wanted it like, yeah that's, <laughs> that's it but richard he, he wanted it, it so bad i mean we, we wrote the beginning of so many ways Jesus. a bit a year and a half ago no it wasn't a year and a half it was, it was no so, it was october october because october. Uh, it was geez, the, it was the yeah, halloween one yeah so a year a year ago um, we went down, so I've got a place down in West Cork, and we go down there, and we do, we do writing sessions for about 10 days at a time down there just to get, like, there's no phone reception, there's no, like, we just about have Wi-Fi down there, and, like, it's just so good to get away that's from the everything. Be- I was say, that's probably the best way to do it. Oh, <laughs> and I love and it. the pub is, is where I am yeah. to the door right there, is, is about as far away as we've, the pub We've is. managed to do it exactly twice, but it's been incredible both <laughs> yes. times. Like, yeah. it's, it's basically written to EPs for us. Yeah, going yes. down there. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and then Rich, Rich wrote the riff, and then we finally got the whole thing together, and I want to say January or February this no sorry Jesus this summer that was the summer yeah yeah, yeah. yeah this summer and uh, Rich was like yeah this is exactly what I thought it would be it's a banger let's let's make this one one of the singles we're like oh yeah okay cool like, and it wasn't even until we got like our kind of like current um, live bass player Huey because um, we had like there was the harmonies in the chorus like just like my line and Dan's mm-hmm. line the high line and the low, main line and I can't remember what gig we were at or if it was a gig or if it was a practice but like he ended up putting the, like the middle harmony in when we were just doing an acapella and we were like oh this shit is like bluegrasses we were gonna, I was gonna say yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, we were just we were like Huey just made a bluegrass this is yeah. great and this it, is great. it suits so well and I think yeah. that elevated it from like already probably one of my favourite songs to this is the I this is one of the songs I've had like the most pleasure in getting to write yeah yeah I suppose that's that's why, why so many ways and then like with I love it why do we say I love it for the main single? Like, there's a few. It's a class on. That's if you. <laughs> <laughs> like, but I think I think I love it. I love it was really really new. Like, it was one of the newest ones we had written. That was that, the last yeah. one we finished. I think yeah. that was the last song we finished the EP, so it was fresh in our minds. We were like, yeah, no, yeah. This is sick. It came together really fast. But I think that's always the thing where it's like the most recent song you've written is sometimes is often like your favorite song in yep. that moment because it's fresh. But like, I love it. We hadn't, and a lot of this EP. Uh, the vast majority everything but Red Eyes and Solace we would have never played live before we recorded it which is very weird for us but um, but I love it was like I mean it was me and you kind of getting the, the bare bones of it and then like yeah. us all fleshing it out over the computer and in a room but I think it, um, it also has the least like production out of any of those songs because I think like so with I Love It like we as soon as we finished like when we hit stop on the recording that was sent off like immediately oh really whereas oh, for like oh, everything okay. else we had all of <laughs> yeah. the like um instrument tracks and like any of the audio tracks were done and i was just like okay i want to go back and change this this and this and like any of the synth stuff or do that and i love it was just the easiest one to get out there because it is just raw i did really like the idea of like it had been a while like we we had released uh, the single call it what you want a few months before this these singles started coming out and it was it was the longest gap we'd had in a while in releasing things so we were a bit nervous about like you know coming yeah because you've been fairly consistent since like is it 2019 was the first release was it yeah yeah the way back no not not way back the song just way back yeah. you know? <laughs> <laughs> 2018 um, but yeah i did like the idea then of, of having a single just called i love it and and then people being like oh sky's behind his new single i love it i <laughs> honestly when when i saw it i was like please tell me it's a charlie xcx cover but <laughs> uh, well that's we, you know what we get with with um with ali who you would know as well yeah, yeah, yeah. ali kenny is yeah, that we fantastic. have a song called call it what you want and every time she comes to one of our gigs she like looks at the set and she's like oh you're doing the taylor foster swift the people tonight. oh I mean, taylor swift that was foster the people yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but she, she's now started sending me call it what you want and then putting sky's behind's version at the end of it yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like the 10 minute version with, yeah. with five verses <laughs> uh what do you think sets this ep apart from your previous work i think oh. it's the most cohesive 
It's very yeah, like I mean those those seven songs very much belong together as part of the 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 work that it is. I yeah, I I think the thing with this EP as well is that we sat down at the start of the summer and we had kind of like we'd done the Irish tour, we'd released a few singles, we had like this year was very much I think a a, a new start for us. It was rocky. Of, yeah. Yeah, and it was tough and like we we really wanted to push ourselves this year and see where we could get to by the end of it. And um in the in the summer we were like okay we have this this like you know eight to twelve weeks where we can really plan something out and try and achieve something a project here so like we kind of totally changed our routines at home and like i started getting up extra early to just write and like try and be as creative as i possibly could to try and yeah. create something like we had no idea where this was going at the start of it but then we committed to the process of it and not really looking towards the end goal too much mm-hmm. And like consistently over like eight to 12 weeks, whatever it was, it came together. And I think it's, you can hear that like everything, I mean, the whole EP has, you know, loosely has an arcing narrative to it. And that kind of came together very organically. Like that wasn't planned out. But that's even why we put Red Eyes on there. Because yeah. like Red Eyes, we kind of like, we were saying it's like, oh, we need to write one more song. And then we were, we were listening back to what we had anyway. And we were like, oh, wow, this is actually a really good precursor to like the overall narrative that we kind of see in this work which is great because it means we didn't have to write another song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, we cheated. That's yeah. awesome. it's, it's like It's like you keep... It, it, it was like consistently doing the same... Not the same thing, but like consistently trying to work towards something that you didn't quite know was there. And then it feels like when you've done it, that you kind of stumbled upon it accidentally. But it wasn't. Like, you know, we did actually do this consciously yeah it was yeah. Just, <laughs> it was very thought out and took a load of time and i i think like over the summer there there was a lot of a lot of weeks where we were like let's just let's just give up let's just stop like mm. there there were some really tough weeks in the middle of writing it um and um yeah i think it was it was that kind of isolation that pressure cooker yeah that made it very much way yeah. different to everything else that we've done yeah yeah yeah, because musically, like it's such a trip to listen to because like there's a lot, there's a lot, there's a lot of happy stuff going along that I really, really enjoyed. Even like that, um, the interlude, the harmony interlude. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, what the fuck is this? This yeah, is awesome. That's, that's 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 what we're going for. That's really Rich's baby. Yeah, is the interlude. Yeah. I just I, I got really into like dubstep and color bass in like the last year, and I was like, oh, I want to do something with one of these songs. So we ended up trying to go like a lo-fi route with it first, and I was like, nah, no, nah, this isn't working. But I'm it, just gonna. It, was, it wasn't even that because you turned to me at one point, and you're like, oh, man, I can't write this. Seven songs, like do whatever you want. You're like whatever I want. I was like, yeah, do whatever you want. <laughs> and then you were like, you're like, it doesn't have to be like sad or like you know lo-fi. I was like, no, fuck no. Yeah. And then you were like, all right, okay. And then boom, like it's this like, huge dubstep banger. It's like you got to remember, this is our band. We get to yeah. write our own music. <laughs> but, but but it was great because like that was the first time I've ever like because I've always experimented with like electronic stuff mm. in like the synths that are in the songs. But this is the first time that I ever went out and wrote like a full like electronic track. And it works very, very well. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> do you? I, well, I think you might have answered this already. Do you have a favorite one to play live yet, or have you, there's some songs that you haven't played live? Oh. <sighs> I, I've been really enjoying. It. I love it. I, I, I love it. Any time we've gotten to play it, because like it's the bridge. Well, yeah, we've got to say as well. Like Huey, our our fourth member, our yeah. our temporary permanent bassist, um, <laughs> is um, he's he's an unbelievable player. He's a jazz bass player, and oh, like wow. okay. he. Um, he just comes up with these ideas on the spot and we throw them into live sets and they're like the coolest part of the set now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, except except for that bullshit that he does in so many Oh, the stops at the time. end of the song. No, yeah. no, 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 the, the way that he... Um, oh, the, the uh, tension, the, the way that he climbs and he puts the, in... Like, the the, the all-star sh- the, the all That's court. it, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, That's yeah. in so many ways, isn't you, it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, as an all-star from like Smash Mouth? Yeah. 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 <laughs> he does He does this progression and it like it's it's clashing. It's just like, it's not right, but it's clashing in a jazz But it's, it's it's the four over the sharp four, which is like exactly what they do in that song, which is yeah. just great. And then it resolves and Huey's like, I love it so much. And I'm like, I don't It's know, like, you're man. the only one, buddy. Okay. <laughs> we we no, do. He, it is good. I was, sorry, I was just like, we do like, uh, me and my friends do a pub quiz every Wednesday and you get to pick your team. It's like the speed dating, speed quizzing one. And I'm always first there, so I always got to pick the team song. And my friend Cormac shows up and he goes, I swear to God, if it's Smash Mouth again, <laughs> I'm going to fucking go ballistic. Because it yeah. blares it live. It blares it loud nice. when you come if you get it first. So, uh, we were only you know, talking about walk-on Smash songs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, we were talking about walk-on songs earlier. Yeah. For like an event. I, I, I said, uh, so fresh, so clean, outcast. So fresh. Nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just hands down. 
A hundred percent. It's like, I don't know. I struggle with that kind of stuff. I'm like, I, I think way too in depth about that kind of thing. <laughs> so Rich, if you were a raw WWE wrestler, like what would be your walk on you? <laughs> Guys, we're in the first 20 minute block here. We're supposed to be talking oh, about yeah, okay. <laughs> no, 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 answer that question. Go back. <laughs> so here, here comes the hot step results. A great one. So um, favorite song to play live off the EP specifically. Off the EP specifically. Um, I, th- I think it, I love it is probably it to be honest. It's right up there. So many ways is is great as well. like, and seven months, seven months doing it in the Everyman was. I was gonna say yeah. that's like that was a very special moment. Yeah, seven months is my personal favorite song off the EP. Yeah. So oh, wow. um, so I'm looking forward to seeing that live whenever I get to. Oh, um, dude. <laughs> we'll get to one, it. One <laughs> fact about seven months is that we tore our hair out for like a month trying to like write that chorus. We were like, it's. It's too long. It doesn't work. And we were like, no, let's just trust the process. Yeah, that, that song almost wasn't a song. Yeah. Enough. Really? Because yeah. yeah, yeah. the next question I have here is, um, what was the most difficult song to write on the whole EP? Oh, that's another good question. Oh, <laughs> uh, the chorus of I Love It took me forever and then it just clicked all, all at once. But you were but like, doing it in your bedroom upstairs and then we heard uh, like a little bit of it and I was like, that sounds really good. And then you came downstairs and you're like, I think I have the chorus. And we were like, but it was even it was like between <laughs> it was between the first chorus and even like part of the bridge yeah it was like we went because like that section is so we we took every section from beforehand and we cut like eight bars off of it and we put it in and we kept thinking we're like this is too eclectic we're moving there's no structure we're like what's happening and we try to rewrite it about four or five times and even the bridge because like the bridge is just Hey, let's be thumper and try and write it's a really, really long yeah. song. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and we're not, we're not afraid to say it. like we will try and rip parts, not like not rip parts, but do specific things from other songs in our own style. But it's, th- yeah. it's things it's, that we like. It's like yeah. that's who's influencing us at the but time. And like, and like, thumper's uh, fear of art, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, th- that that like two minute long section that yeah. they have <laughs> as a bridge is just like the slow build. It's something we really want to do. Yeah, well, there's um, nothing wrong with wearing your influences on your sleeves. Just obviously do it in a way that you make it your own. And you definitely do. Because it was funny when I listened yeah. to the EP, I was just like, there's a hint of Biff off this for sure. And then I went saw the press release and was like, Biffy's there. Yeah. 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 Oh, big time, yeah. yeah especially in a song like CSB. Yeah, CSB yeah, yeah, yeah. Was CSB hard to write? It was CSB long. was hard to record. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't hard to write. It was hard to record. Um, I think it was the fact that like CSB was like, that came from a riff I had on my own computer for maybe two months at that stage yeah. because like it's the, the way we write songs and it was really funny because i was listening to the pretty limited episode oh, right. and <laughs> it was what it was what dj was talking about where it's like oh yeah like i'll write a verse and a chorus maybe an intro and that is like yeah that's good so <laughs> I'll, I'll i'll do that exact same thing i will leave it on the computer i might tell the lads i mightn't tell the lads they just sometimes go looking through a demos folder yeah oh, it's not even funny i've discovered like okay so like we're, okay we're breaking into whiteboard so to your to our left so audio only <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so that's like that's the skies behind brain right there so yeah, yeah, yeah. when we when we have ideas we put it on the whiteboard and we're like how do we actually get those for anybody who's wondering there was a very there was a lot on it yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. so the there is wall. that ep was 14 songs three of which got released that aren't even written up there and i'd say about seven of those 14 richard didn't even show us i went into my hard drive oh, and I, it was just like richard's songs yeah. i was like what are these and those are the and those are the ones that they liked yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that was kind of the process when we were when we were writing the ep and those in that like over the summer was like i'd be going away just writing absolute nonsense in my refill pad like i'd try to just write it's the um Oh, the artist. Oh, uh, the artist way. Yeah, yeah, Cameron's technique of just like getting up and just writing. You know, I think it's like three full pages of, of thought first thing in the morning. And so I go away and I'd write that, and then I'd um I'd come in and just like browse through the hard drive and see what Rich had. <laughs> yeah. Or else, you know, <laughs> go go do something else to try and <laughs> yeah. just like just write a bit. Is there a particular reason why you don't show them to anybody, or is it just is it, we don't have um, that much time in the day? It's it's partly that, but like because the the other thing that I'll do is like I will write pretty much an entire tune, bar maybe one or two bits, and I feel like I'm really a perfectionist, so I like having here is the verse, the chorus, the bridge, the outro, everything. Like, and this is every instrument written out um and then i'm like okay i want you to do whatever like your best like because obviously like i've played with joe i've written drum beats and like joe's coming to me like yeah i'm gonna mute that for a second and then he'll play and he's like no that's that's what i would have played <laughs> um 
so it's kind of like I like having the full idea then to work off of as like a little canvas. Mm. But if something isn't fully done out, I'm like, no, it's not ready. Okay. Because yeah, I, I used to do a thing, it just remind, it's not the same, but like I worked as a graphic designer designing for bands for ages and I would have designs that I was just like, no, I'm not showing this to anybody. And they were all, <laughs> they were always the ones that they used every single time. Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> it used, yeah. it used to drive, ones. it used to drive me up the wall because I'd send them like a few and then you'd get back. It's like, yeah, we want to use this one. I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, I didn't want to use that one. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I find it really you, by the way, who who recorded the? Where'd you get? The, where, who produced the uh, the album? Because the so production Mike, on it Mike, is stellar. Like uh, that's mm. that's Michael, good old Mike. So our, Mike Dwyer, our buddy Mike Dwyer, he works out of Bunker Recordings in North State, New York, and he's near Albany or something. Um, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, he, we have a great story, Mike, because he texted the band like on Instagram when we were like seventeen, eighteen. He's like, hey, you're, yeah. you guys are sick. Uh, let me let, let me produce some of your stuff and we were like cool how much do you want he's like 150 dollars or something i'm like yeah, yeah, grand. yeah perfect send him over the first track we did and we were like this dude is insane like a way better producer well, than well I've he, worked he with. salvaged the um the terrible recordings oh, that we had yeah. Oh, yeah. so our first ep home and our first single heel over he just did entirely and he like completely salvaged a ter- what felt like a terrible recording and made mm. it into a banging ep and then uh we kind of went away from that for a bit and then we went back to mike um, so Mike did the production on, all right, here we go. Daphne, Daphne Ghost, way back, uh, Call It What You Want, and now the entire EP as well. Yeah. As yeah. The, kind of the new era of Skies Behind, if that makes sense. It's like that, no, it's, he did an amazing job. It sounds incredible. Like it's, re- like, it's really, really, like, you're like, oh, shit, this is, like, fucking professional as hell. <laughs> Mike knows quality. how to make stuff hit. Yeah, He's so good. We, well, I think what, why we really loved Mike when we first started working with him and, and why we still go back to him so much is because he's really cheap. But no, it's... <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, so many bands are going to be so jealous when they hear it. like, they got a fucking amazing producer for, for $150? <laughs> no, but that, 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 so that, that was, that that was, was the price. Yeah, that was. You know, I don't day, know if you've noticed, but things have gotten a bit more expensive. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I have noticed. It's funny, yeah. even... I was only saying this to... It was um, Annie, uh, Annie and the Witness. Uh, she was like... I was talking to her. She's like, did you ever think of doing in a studio and I was like I can do it from my bedroom if I to do it in a studio it's like for an hour alone it's like 650 quid so yep. like that so I just do ties... just do it in my room like it's way easier just yeah, carpet I mean... carpet it fucking get shitty chairs <laughs> yeah yeah and yeah. it sounds it sounds fantastic but thank like, you very much <laughs> like that kind of ties into with the recording process of the EP as well it's like we love Mike because he makes things just sound as big as we want them to We've, we always picture ourselves as being a very expansive sound and like, and and Mike works really well with us on that. But w- it also means that we can. The only thing that we record in an outside studio is the drums. We d- we did that down in Clay Castle yeah. in Yall with uh, our buddy Tris, who's fantastic as well, yeah. Tris Tram. Mm. But the rest we did like in this room where we're recording with you now. Like we did oh, all wow, the, okay. the vocals and the guitars and the bass and everything. And yeah. you know we ran some things through amp sims and things like that that we sent out to Mike to get him like rough tones of like this is what we wanted to sound like this is how you know we've worked our tones before and then it's just sent off to Mike and like you know we give him a bunch of references we sit in a call with him and we talk about each track and what we like this verse guitar to sound like in this song or whatever and then we just you know send back a few revisions and it's done it's a really nice process but it's so much more affordable it means we can get more done like mm. the traditional going into a studio, working with an engineer, paying yeah. like 200 quid an hour to be there to yeah. set up mics. You know, it's like. But it's the whole thing with Mike where it's like, we've gotten to a point working with Mike where like our revisions are just like, okay, can you turn down the reverb a little bit here? Can you just like take a tiny bit of top end off of this? <laughs> it's basically perfect and we just nitpick it. And I think it's important, <laughs> it's important as well to point out that the two lads, Joe and Rich, like have a really good knowledge of sound and of engineering. Like they were, they're both, um, were in school of music. Joe's doing a PhD in music tech. Yep. Ooh, fuck. And like, you know, like the, they both have a great understanding. Like Rich is fantastic on the arrangement side of things. They work, they used to work really badly together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. but, yes. I was not expecting you to say that, to be honest. It was like, yeah. cop, no, like cop, fire and gasoline. Genius. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, it was bad. Hey, they, they, they work really well together. Depending on your use, yes. <laughs> but the last thing we want to do is create cool fires. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but but over time, and all, this goes for all three of us in so many d- different ways that we're like, we've learned to work really, really well together and play to each other's strengths. And mm. like... You know, I have 
now I think I have quite a good knowledge for having never been formally educated on sound. No, you do. Oh, yeah. But that's just from being around the lads, you know, and (laughs) like what we're able to do because they have such great knowledge on all of this and a great vision of what we want. And they're able to listen to my layman's suggestions and turn it into (laughs) something real. Like we're able to work with somebody like Mike then who's great at what he does, but like he is over in fucking New York. Like, so Mm. We only talk to him for 30 minutes every six weeks or something yeah. like that. Yeah. So, yeah. you know. so Have you I ever met him? No. Not in person. He was, almost. He was in Cork. Uh, he was, what he was in almost? Cork. <laughs> he was in Cork, and I don't think any of us were in Cork at the same time or something. Oh, all yeah. right, okay. But like he, like, he sent us a Christmas card last year. Oh, I really hope Mike sends us a Christmas card this year. Oh, we, it was we, we're not sending him one, which is pretty bad for him. I know, but we did pay him lots of money to do it. <laughs> <laughs> but he also did the to work. Be, to be fair, yeah. though, like yeah. I can see that working out is a great... Because I've been in a recording studio with bands... Practice, you know, record an EP or something. There's a lot of bollocking going around, and there's still be yeah. you're still mm-hmm. paying for it the entire time. See, so like what happened with the drums in particular when I went down to Tris. Tris is like, because I know Tris from like an engineer to engineers relationship. Like we're we're mates through sound uh, rather Ooh. than like musician to engineer. If that makes any sense, friends um, <laughs> through sound. <laughs> <laughs> so when when it, when I was asking, I was like, we're going to record, and he's like, cool. Let me know what you want in terms of tech spec, and I sent him a three and a half page PDF document of what I wanted. And how I wanted the microphones placed and blah, 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 blah. So that when we went down, like, it's not just like the engineer plugging in XLRs. It's me and Richard pointing the microphones where we want them and stuff. So it takes a third of the time to set up yeah. that it would usually take. Um, and then we only need one day to do drums because I'll just bash out all whatever, five, six, seven songs in, in, in the one day. And then we'll come back and record guitars over the course of two weeks if we wanted to. You know? Jesus, nice. Effective. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. It, it works out. It's, it's very yeah. stressful, but it works out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, who did the, by the way because the, the cover for the EP is gorgeous I love that photograph who took that photo so Phil Corkery Corkery, uh, Corkery yeah. Captures Corkery <laughs> Captures on Instagram um, Phil is a legend he's he's one of our best buds it's a very sure. nice photo but like he's getting recognition now at the moment as well I mean like he also like as as an artist as well like yeah, uh, Ciano Ciano like, like S-Y-A-N-O he is such like a multifaceted person yeah but like yeah he's incredible he's he's such a creative he's so hard working he's and he's a lovely dude he's dead sound (laughs) he's coming on tour with us yeah Yeah, he's coming on tour with us yeah oh sick we're gonna squeeze him into the middle seat (laughs) (laughs) but uh but yeah no phil's phil's fantastic and like that photo we got kind of we just we needed a photo shoot day and we kind of in the back of our minds were like oh we should probably get an album cover at some point Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and and again, this was like in the middle of the process of the album even coming together. So I think the one thing that we knew was that we wanted it to be somewhat liminal. Was the word we kept yeah, going back to yeah. for the for the photo for whatever the cover was, um, and so that shot that we got, um, like it's it's a park out in Mahan in Cork, and Phil was just like on a bridge that's across the way. So we got that kind of top down angle mm. on it, and we like we did multiple shoots in multiple locations in that mm. day and we kind of kept flipping through it and I think I was the one looking at it being like I really think this could be a cover because yeah. it's, <laughs> it's it's really <laughs> like like even like on the liminal side of things it's really like um, those like concrete slabs in the greenway it's like if you, if you take Photoshop AI and just extend it out forever, like that is like the liminality of it in my head. Yeah. It's like mm. there's no way out in that space. There's like that space is all there is. You're like, you know, you're, sorry, go on. I was just going to say just the a, uh, Photoshop has a new AI feature and I guarantee you, like it, it does generate a fill now. So oh, yeah. you, you used to have to just paint in the fills. Now it just fucking does it for you. I guarantee you if you just zoomed out, it would just keep doing the same thing over and over. Oh, and over we, again. we've done it and it, it's insane. It goes to like a sci-fi city. With that oh, really? <laughs> yeah, no, we yeah. fucked around with it. We, we were figuring out how weird can we make it. We made like a 200, 300 person gig look like it was a stadium show just yeah. by generating oh, yeah. the audience back well, further. It is. And then we put it's the nuts how it works. It's the absolutely Photoshop insane. Is, like, is insane. It's crazy. Yeah. It's cra- yeah. And it's yeah. so good. It's annoying yeah. how good it is. But it's so good and then it's so bad in so many funny yeah. ways. <laughs> so true. <laughs> like, um, yeah, some of the, the weird shit that it generates. For Still you. can't yeah. do hands. Can't no, do hands. Can't do hands. No. Can't do hands. It struggles. It makes mouths look really like cryptidy as well. Yeah, mouths are difficult. Hands are difficult. And people like letters, difficult. letters as well, isn't it? Oh, yeah, letters cannot do, do yeah. at all. <laughs> That's what people, people, friends of mine keep going. Like, you're going to be out of a job in ten years, and I was like, I think I'll be okay for just like a <laughs> yeah, little yeah, bit. Yeah. I think yeah, I'll yeah. be all right. <laughs> I think Joe. I think you have the the interesting perspective on AI as well because you're like you're very like AI. Should it's be two. embraced. Yeah, it's a two. It's a two. It's like the internet in the nineties. Exactly, yeah. It's like um, you know electricity in you know the eighteen when electricity came out. Uh, yeah, with the eighteen hundreds. Um, <laughs> and so like everyone you know gets scared of this big boogeyman, and there's always going to be a new boogeyman. But like mm. I mean, it's just controlling it to a point that it's safe, i.e., like cybersecurity. 
then AI is something that should be embraced. I like the internet. Yeah, no I'm not system. really too worried about it now, to be honest. I think it'd yep. be like, especially like for making, um, like, because I do the digital paintings for the for the, each episode, so you'll be getting one of those of yourselves. Uh-huh. But like, instead of painting the background these days, I just there's you kind of paint a little bit, and then you can just add like just a filter to it, and it just does this mad painting shit. And you're just like, saves me fucking three or four hours painting everybody. Yeah, exactly. Because believe I, it or not, I, those digital paintings take longer than the damn episodes do to make. Like, <laughs> <laughs> And I believe I swear it. To I God. Did ask believe <laughs> they it. They take forever. And nine times out of ten, people are just like, you just put that through an AI thing, didn't she? was like, no, I sat there fucking yeah. painting it myself. Oh God my damn. God, yeah. But I, I think the thing with AI as well is like, you know, I think I think there's a a big narrative where people are like, you know, saying that AI is going to replace creatives. And there's definitely like there's some of that happening, like the Hollywood writer strikes and all that. Yeah, yeah. Is, is an element of it. But I think it's also like where it's at right now and it could be different in like three months but like where it's at right now it's very empowering i think to getting a lot of work done as a creative in a lot of ways you know like i it's so much easier now to write a press release than it was a year ago oh it's like chat gpt can can really help you out that and then you just edit it and it's like because writing a 500 word press release is the most mind numbing thing I can possibly yeah. think of. And it's I, like, you, know, you hate talking about yourself. I don't want to talk about yeah. myself all that much, like in this way. But it frees up time then to go and do band practice. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. Do you know, like, ChatGPT is fucking nuts for that kind of stuff. It's just funny that you mentioned that because I did a, I did a course in marketing. Well, it was kind of like, it was kind of business development in Trinity. And at one point, they're like, make a creative persona for your business. And I was like, all right, I'll use the podcast as a business. And somebody was like, you should just use ChatGPT for that. I was like, I don't, I don't want to do that because if I get caught doing plagiarism, I'm fucked. But yeah, just yeah, out yeah. of pure curiosity, I just to see what it said, it got every... De- Bear in mind, it's a very small podcast. It's very niche as well. It's just Irish bands. And it was just like, it got everything right other than the fact that it said that I was from Belfast. That was it. <laughs> everything, everything, everything else, it was spot on. It even did the whole like... First half is about artists. Second half wow. is about what you know, wow. random shit they like. I was like, that's insane. insane. Right? I was like, it's a, yeah. as I said, it's a very small podcast. It was nuts, to yeah, bound, yeah, down yeah. to a T. That's very cool. Yeah. It, well, it's cool and kind of like, how the fuck do you know all yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. It's like oh, an hardware interview. Like, well, it's it's <laughs> because it's it's because it came out recently that ChatGPT all their information is stolen. They yeah. stole everything. Well, I was gonna yeah. say, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like actually look at where it's getting its data sets from. Yeah, it's... that's why they just got sued to absolute <laughs> fuck. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, but uh, guys, oh, actually, the, I forgot to ask you this. Uh, the EP title, why did you go with that as the title? I Obviously, I know it features in one of the songs, but why was that the particular title that you decided to go with? Daniel? Um, so yeah, so the, the spaces, it's like the whole, the loose narrative of the EP um, is kind of based on, on my life experience in the last few years. I um, lost my mom. She was really sick for for like a year there and it was a lot of it was quite traumatic you know looking after and stuff and it was right during covid and everything so everybody was going through a lot of trauma and um you know in the years following i've kind of gone through this this process and still am i think with a lot like a lot of people go through when they lose someone of like understanding the space that's been left and how to fill that space and how to acknowledge that that part of your life will never be the same and i think so the, the like the whole arc of the EP like Red Eyes is very much uh, starts from a place where it's you like can't function as a human being you you don't know how to do the basic things in your life because everything is is so uncertain and so different all of a sudden um and it kind of it goes from there to realizing that you know those spaces will always be there it's something you carry with you but you have to choose to move on with that um and like to not try and cling to that past to that empty space to try and create something new going forward and so that's why you know the the mantra at the end of so many ways is don't keep hanging on to the spaces um and yeah i suppose it's it's kind of loosely that and i think everybody can put their own meaning on it as well i think that's something i'm always quite conscious of doing is like the songs have very particular meanings to me but that doesn't mean that that's the only thing that they can mean you Mm. know it's it's not the the explicit reason for the ep or for the songs um but that's that's where it came from for for me anyway and i think the the guys kind of resonate with it as well and that's you know that's the most important thing yeah well that's a lot deeper than i thought (laughs) it was gonna get that's that's (laughs) that's, gorgeous no that's a fantastic that 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 sums up the ep even more for me now that's fantastic yeah Um, and i think that's it's great that people can have that context but i'm kind of almost I'm I'm glad that most people won't have that context going into it. If you know mm. what I mean, 
Like yeah. I, I, I think it's best that people kind of listen to it with a clean slate, yeah, and and put, attach their own meaning to it, and um, you know, make what they can make of it, um, and like that's very specifically my my meaning, and I, f- I feel like the lads probably um they definitely relate to the EP in in different ways, yeah. generally speaking, yeah, yeah, um, but yeah, I think that's the really cool thing with music in general, and I think I really mm. enjoy that when it happens in our music. Yeah, yeah. I kind of low key hate when somebody tells me what a song's about. Like, especially when you find out that it's complete, yeah. it's about something completely differently to what you thought it was. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, no, that's it is that's but the beauty of art in general is that you can just interpret it like whatever way that you feel. So, but um, guys, seriously, the EP is I can't wait for people to hear it because it uh, honestly not just because you're coming on as guests and everything. I think it's a really exhilarating, fucking amazing EP. I really did enjoy listening to it. Um, now this is the part where we do the stupid questions. Yay. <laughs> <Fantastic>. <laughs> How stupid uh, can we oh, get? Wait, well, they're not. They're not they won't be too stupid. But um, <laughs> uh, because we're at the end, because th- this will be the last podcast of 2023, by the way. So, um, oh, oh happy New Year, everybody! Yes, Merry Christmas. But um, <laughs> I guess uh, uh, probably the best way to start that is then. Uh, what was your favorite release of the year? Oh, <sighs> well, so Cole Jack's new album. No. Yeah, Cole- <laughs> 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 um, so like. I mean, that's kind of difficult because, like, I mean, I think both myself and Richard get really absolved in numbers. Yeah. <laughs> so, so many ways is going amazing. So I'm going to say so many ways. <laughs> um, but or maybe the spaces for two days. Um, that was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think um, call it what you want was kind of uh, pretty yeah. pretty special. Like, I think it's because of everything that went on around it as well. Like, that's kind of what made it for me. I think mm. it was, it was a. It was very much like a precursor to this whole EP in like and how we write songs and how we go about songs and it was a song that we really believed in and seeing how it resonated with people um and like obviously the numbers and all that or whatever they are like you know it it was like at that point by far our most successful song streaming wise yeah. and all that but I I think it was like you know we had people like. <laughs> that we kind of knew in the street, like still sing that at us. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. At us and like, I was. It was Huey. Huey was was in a, a session there the other day with a guitarist that like none of us like quite know. Um, like well, I know of him. Um, like, I think you you've met him once and that's it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And what you call it? He was. Uh, he's like, oh, you playing this guy's behind? Now? I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm playing this guy's behind. He's like, oh cool. <laughs> Just played it away on the guitar and played Huey, and he was like. Okay. <laughs> so, like, call it what you want is is kind of special, and it's also the one that we get everyone singing at gigs and stuff. So it's it, it, it's, yeah. it's special for a lot of reasons. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, I think call it what you want for me. Yeah, yeah. I, I hit on that too. I'm very much on that. Kind I love of all of them, though. Oh yeah, I mean that yeah. has to be said. They're all our children. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> love them. And I, I think call it what you want acoustic as well is kind of I was gonna underrated. Say, I was gonna say I kind of tied in with that because there was there was I know there's some people kind of reached out to me. After that came out as well, saying yeah. how how much it meant to them that yeah. song. Yeah, I got and that. I, I got that too. That that a lot of people still go back to it as like it's a really special song for them, and that's really Sweet. amazing. But that hear. was like the first time like that year that I had gotten like any significant time off of work, which was like five days, um, <laughs> where I just kind of got to sit down and because we we wanted to do it for a bit. We were like we we want to do an acoustic version of any of our songs, and this suited really great. And we were like, what if we just release this before we release the actual song? <laughs> um, and that was like yeah, kind of the opposite way around to what you. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but we were like, oh, then people will know the song when it comes out. Um, but it was just really fun because, like, I in in college, one of my main things was like ar- arranging, obviously working with different instruments, all that kind of thing. And I was like, I just want to get back to doing that again, and that reignited like the actual fun of songwriting for me. I think not not the fun of it, like that's kind of going maybe a bit too hyperbole on it, but just like. It, it gave me that like childish joy of mm. getting to do it that I didn't have in like a long time. Um, what's the first and last album you guys ever bought? Oh, <laughs> so wait, are we talking like digitally or CDs or LPs? Or I'd say if we're doing on? very, if we're doing very, very first, it can be anything, and uh, if we can, it can be they both can be anything. Yeah, yeah, probably the easiest okay. way to describe it. My- I'm not going first. <laughs> <laughs> my first record i ever purchased myself was foo fighters best of i think fuck that's a good one um, <laughs> i think or it was um deep purple's first record i can't remember <laughs> you, you always uh, anytime think, we go with it, it's always deep purple you see deep purple is the first one that i i purchased using my dad's wallet <laughs> <laughs> and then um the, the best of foo fighters is the first one i spent my own money on and then the yeah. last record i bought 
Um, oh, it was Kangaroos. Um, oh, the vinyl, yes. yeah. brand yeah. new album. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So that that album is great album. Dear Hurricane. Uh, what? Oh my gosh, such a good album. I don't think um, I've listened to it yet, so that will be on the list. <laughs> oh my god, because like we 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 got offered by Alex from the Last Vinci to gig with them and uh, through Narrador. And we were like, you're like, yeah, cool. German band, sick. And then we threw on their stuff. And then myself and Dan were like, this is our new favorite band. (laughs) (laughs) And like, we we were just like screaming every song as they played it in freaking Freds to 20 people. It was like, you know, it was like, it was tiny. But it was so much fun. And then bought the record and it sounds so crisp and warm on a vinyl. So I was like, oh, this is just awesome. Also, all the lads to sign it and everything. So that was pretty sick. Oh, very, very nice. Narrador are putting on some pretty damn good gigs this past year. And um, it's only going to go up as well. Uh, Alex, Alex is nonstop, and man. Jack as well, man. Like yeah, the two of them yeah. are just. But one thing we cannot understate, which we appreciate every single time we do, I think we say to them every time we do an Aradore gig, is that they're most the best run shows that we ever play. Yeah, yep. like just straight up. We stole their email template for <laughs> our, for our UK shows. Like all all the emails that we're sending to uh, artists now is like based on what Alex sent us. Yeah. we're like, this is amazing. This is everything we wanted laid out yeah. exactly how we wanted. So we're just gonna send that to. No, he's a very good dude, Alex. He's also one of the friendliest people, a person oh, I've ever met in my life. Like, I have heard from so much. Like the, the the two bands that we have played with that he brought over all i've heard is about this man's spaghetti yeah, yeah. so actually I, at this kangaroo gig I, turned, I went up to him and i was just like alex you don't have to pay us for the show just cook me spaghetti and like he who he what you call he came over to me after the gig and he's like joe man look I'm, I'm really sorry but i'll cover you next time because we didn't make much on the doors and i was like no alex just make me spaghetti and he's like are you sure i was like yes so now we're going over to alex's to eat spaghetti at some point <laughs> well, we're gonna hold, we're gonna he, hold I, th- I think he brought the spaghetti up but he was on the podcast as well yes, he did. apparently yeah, it's he like did. yeah he, he likes yeah. to play to his strengths you know? <laughs> Um, Rich, what was your first album? First and last. Um, so my first album, my, my first and last is like weird. So I'm I'm pretty sure in my last one, but I'm not 100% on it. But like first album I, I ever got. Yeah, I was going to do that as well. Dan's well, um, going looking at the records we have to see which is the last <laughs> one he bought. But like my, my first album that I bought with my own money was 21st Century Breakdown by Green Day. Banger. Um, which yeah. is also the album that got me into music. Because I like, whenever we were like, like, if we were doing drives when I was a kid, it was like, my sister was like really big into like McFly and we had like the McFly best of album and that would just be on and on and on. Yeah. And I was like, it's good. It's good. It's nice. I like this music, but like it didn't resonate with me until I heard slightly angrier, slightly louder music. <laughs> um, I like they like they were my first gig for a very long time. They were like one of my favorite bands. Um, Green, Green Day were the first. Green Day was your yeah, first ever gig. Yeah. Oh, oh, sick. Yeah. It was, oh, like, was it Green Day, like some forty one, and uh, oh no, it was American Rejects. It, it was Green Day, Paramore, and Joan Jett, and the only <laughs> reason, oh my the God. only reason I got to go because I was I think I was ten or eleven years old. It's because my dad really wanted to see Joan Jett. Was that a Marty Park? Yeah. Was that the gig where it's he said, "Here comes the rain again," and then it yes. just pissed yeah. rain? Yeah. Everyone that was at this gig has this exact same story because I, I wasn't like at it. I my fuck, it. I keep getting told about it every time. Rich, rich, irritating. It was, it was in ah, but I, I feel like whenever I say it, someone's gonna call me out. It's like that's bullshit. But everyone else that I've ever no, talked no. to about this gig, it's been the same. My ex was at it. My brother was at it, and a few other people I know were at. They all said the exact same thing. Even apparently, Billy Joe even took a step back and went, "What the fuck?" Like, yeah. <laughs> it, it's. I think on their live album that they were that they released after 21st century breakdown was released that's the that's the version that's used on that live album because it's it's not just one gig it's a collection of the songs yeah, yeah, from yes. different venues so i think they used the one from marty park which was like, like for, for first gig because because that was like paramore like before the whole disbanding and before them coming back and mm. everything and i think at so that, that time like riot paramore yeah but like mm. at, at that time in my life it was class because yeah, yeah. I needed that side of Paramore and then like obviously you know like I had like that weird stage in like my teens where I was like oh they're changing their sound I hate this and I now I love dare it. they go pop <laughs> yeah I know exactly and now I'm just like I love I love all of it like I've got a new appreciation for After Laughter um the self-titled mm. I absolutely hated when it came out I hated it as well I didn't like it at all bangers was not a fan bangers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So then you listen to it now, now you're like, now. Yeah. See, I, didn't, I didn't listen to it when it came out so yeah. I mean I, I only love it as a 25 year old but so. now, then my most recent album and like I'm not 100% sure on this but it's it's funny so there's a there's a local record shop in Cork it is um, Bunker and Vinyl shout yep. out to John John is the nicest man I've ever yep, met John. In my life um yeah. 
But we used to do a thing where we would go in and we would find an album that had like it either the cover looked really cool or we liked the name of the artist and we would pick that <laughs> sometimes, up. Sometimes, sometimes it would be both. There's like, about uh, 900 like just... CDs behind me. I'd say about 70 percent of them are bought because of that reason. So. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And like, because like we've gotten bands like Meat Wave, Beep Beep, yeah, um, Beep Beep, dudes do drugs, bad dudes do drugs, yeah. um, and I think my favorite. That's album... a great name for a band. Oh, this was like, we went in we were like that is a banging name and the album's only 10 quid because John is dead sound yeah, like, this is amazing <laughs> also Daisy Chainsaw I know Daisy John, Chainsaw. John told yeah. us about that one but like what an album so yeah, yeah I think that the, the last album I picked up would have been from that and it was Cryptic by Monopoly was that um, your last one? Wow. Yeah, it's been a oh, while since I've actually, but like most records, like I've gotten records as gifts, but that was, I think, the last time that I bought one. Yeah, or we yeah. went like splits on something. Yeah, but that's, um, a, that's a banging album. It's this album. incredible hip hop album where the production of it is incredible. It was funny because the first time I put it on, I put it on at half speed because I didn't check the thing. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is insane. This hits so hard. And then I think it was one of you hit the, um, the, the speed up. The, the speed up. And I was like, from, yeah, yeah. It, both ways. Flawless album. Pretty good. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, do you want a super hot take? Is that Foo Fighters Wasting, Wasting Light, Light is the best stoner rock song you've ever, rock album you've ever heard if you played it at half speed. Half speed. <laughs> oh, it's so bloody good because we threw it on. It was... So the thing is, it's, well, the one that we have anyway, it's a double LP, so it's supposed to be played at... Um, 45? Um, no, 45 is, is the it width. Is. It's, it's, that's, that's the width that you put. Yeah, yeah, 45. 45 is supposed to 33. Yeah. Yeah, and... Um, and yeah, so we had it on because everything else we played on was 33. on 33. Yeah. So we put it on and it was like this. Like dude, we, know, dude, we know very dude, well what Wasting Light said. And it's like, this is desert rock. This yeah. is amazing. Yeah. It's, it's sick. Sludgy as shit. I have to check that out. Oh, it's very, very good. Just even on YouTube, it's 75% it's, or whatever. In but I think it's because Bridge Burning, the first track is so fast. Yeah. And so, yeah. <laughs> but then you get the... Da, 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 da. Yeah. yeah, but like Dave's like screaming vocals then like yeah. brought down the octave. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible. There's, I got like a, a bottle. It's a band called Life Sick and I got it like it was... Like, I think it was the, the LP was only like five euro. It was on some sale from the Psycho Evil Greed, their German site. I was like, fuck it, I'll buy that. I had no idea what it sounded like, but it was like... it. It gets the delivery charge down, so uh, yeah. <laughs> so bought it. But I played it at thirty three and a half speed, and it sounded like it was like this is the most unrelenting doom album I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah. it was like it's so apocalyptic, and then I was like, oh fuck! And it's just it turns out it's a it's a hardcore album. It's just a normal. Ah uh, yeah, yeah. Isn't yeah. That, isn't that thing, I think I did that with Derville and my girlfriend before as well. Where she had like a Dolly Parton record or something. Oh, and you hosier and it, this, and, yeah. it, and, and it sounds exactly like a hosier song. Yeah. Like when when you play Dolly Parton. Oh, <laughs> If, if you listen to the, the, there's a video online where if you slow down Jolene it's just Jolene is a hosier song if you play yeah. it at fucking 33 yeah. it's incredible yeah. um, so Dan first and last first record <laughs> uh, so first like CD would have been Green Day's International Super Hits nice um, which got played a lot yeah, yeah. So your first it was yeah yeah yeah, I thought, I, I thought it would have been the Coronas. Oh, you're waiting for me to list out all the Coronas records. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, no, like the Coronas were also probably bought at like maybe the same time. But like Tony was an ex-con, I maintain, is a fantastic album. All right. Fair um, but I have kind of grown out of my Coronas phase. We're just uh, Coldplay now. And, yeah, and, and, and the script. Uh, uh, oh, the script are incredible. Script are I didn't say that as a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, script's first album is like 12 Welcome singles on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then my most recent so I went out there to, to look and I couldn't find it but I remembered it as I was looking through everything when we were last in with John from Bunker Vinyl yep, John. Um, I got a compilation album called Prime Prine um, <laughs> okay. which is a John Prine compilation album now, I adore John Prine um, who like I, um, a lot of people I think would know John Prine but he's a, he's a country he's a he's like, I he is, don't he is a good classic. neither do the rest of us no, no. good he's, he's like a fundamental country artist like he's he's one of the most incredible songwriters of all time mm-hmm. and um, I adore his music I don't really like country and folk music but I love John Prine's music oh we love folk um, folk music is a big thing yeah, in this I suppose, house yeah. I suppose like cheesy American country music I, yeah. I, I yeah. Like, don't really listen to yeah, that, John like, Prine's John Prine's at a different level because his lyric writing is like just so good. Um, he he writes like it's almost like every second song is either an absolute heartbreaking like um insight into what it's like to grow old and lonely, yeah. and then you know the other songs will be like poking fun at um American patriotism and you yeah. know, just in really funny and smart <laughs> ways. Uh, I can't recommend John Prine enough to people who haven't listened to him and like. Especially like his first album is unbelievable. There, uh, that's the just happy enchilada. That's subtitled yeah. um, album, and then there's uh, Bruised Orange is incredible as well. 
um, Tree of Forgiveness. So like John Prine wrote albums from when he was 23 years old, I want to say, and like 1965, right up until he was like 80 odd years old. Oh, 2017 was his last album. <laughs> and like there's some misses in there because he wrote like a million songs. But like that last album is unbelievable. And like um, he died, he died uh, of COVID um, oh. during the pandemic. But like such a prolific artist, such an incredible artist. Um, and yeah, a huge influence for how I like to write music. Anyway. Yeah. Reminds me of like trying to get into Tom Waits or like Nick Cave or something. I was like, where do you begin? And they just go, okay, well here you start here. And they give you like five albums. You're like, no, 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 yeah. no, no. It's, give me just like one. the order you give watch the one. Star Wars movies in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. only had that. I only had that debate the other night, and I was like, it's four. You start off with four. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. And, this, and this person was like, no, Phantom Menace. I was like, fuck the Phantom Menace. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. But have you, have you never seen that order where it's like, it's like, okay, so you start with four and then you actually go back and watch two yeah. and then you fuck watch seven. Off. and then fuck you off. Like, That's absolutely oh. insane. Yeah. Like, get out of here. <laughs> yeah, just watch them in the order they were released. Yeah. like, Or else just don't watch the... Don't watch the Phantom Menace. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say start on two and go all the way through for sixteen I, weeks straight and watch I, everything. I still maintain Clone Wars is worse than Phantom Menace. I can't, like Clone Wars is pretty damn bad. I definitely agree with that. But yeah, Revenge yeah, of the probably. Sith is actually a pretty good movie. Revenge of the Sith is a pretty great. Revenge of the Sith is it got too much hate, but uh, it and it got memed to fuck, especially the youngling scene, which shouldn't really be memed. He's killing children, but yeah. uh, <laughs> even at the time when I was like eleven, when I saw it, that's that line just for whatever reason made everybody laugh in yeah. the cinema. But. <laughs> 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 uh best live best live act you saw this year oh this Ooh, year, this year. Okay. um it was probably a gig we were playing i i feel like we've seen some amazing acts. Th- that's the thing before. is like we we gig with people music week as well. you see this thing is you saw oh. i didn't see anyone at early music week. you're gonna say yard no 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 fucking no. um yard was chubby incredible cat. but chubby cat and Adamo drive yeah fair Oh Boy, yeah, Animal, Animal Drive oh. and yeah. I've seen Animal Drive. Is that that's Ushin from Thumpers? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't it? yeah. I've seen them on New Year's Eve, which should be pretty sick. Oh, they're oh, so beautiful. good live, man. Jesus, um, like that because it's few of the lads from Thumper in that band as well, and then a few other guys. Yeah. But like, yeah, they're very good. They're very, but very good. Then Chubby Cat, like Chubby Cat came on, and like them as an artist, so it's themselves, and then there is a drummer and basically he's a he plays a baritone guitar so he has the bass and he has like a synth bass in front of him oh, but like the production on all of that stuff and the fact that like we listened to one or two songs in the car and we were like oh this is nice this is poppy this is like really vibey and you get hit with this huge fucking breakdown <laughs> where no matter what you listen to in the crowd you are moshing <laughs> top tier shit I'd, I'd also just like to to shout out a band that we've seen a lot that consistently give an amazing live show is Under Sterling. Oh yeah, 100%. Like, yeah. Under Sterling I don't, from, I think I've seen them either. They're, they're from Waterford. So imagine they a lot. They have a lot, of, lot of great tunes up as well. Waterford seems to be fucking doing the rounds recently with bad, Water, great Waterford bands. Like, just, <laughs> there's nothing to do in Waterford other than make music. So they make the best goddamn musicians in all of Ireland and it's really frustrating. Uh, yeah, I mean like the lads going to school of music, like the amount of people from Waterford that oh, go to school not, of music. Oh, not even Waterford, it's Dungarvan. Dungarvan. Dungarvan in particular, yeah. yeah. You've got artists like Alex Goff that are like internationally touring now um, as amazing artists, but then like Owen Power, Chris O'Sullivan, TP oh, Power, man. Like, these, these are all people just in my year yeah. in college and they're just amazing session musicians yeah. or like it's crazy but yeah under sterling lovely people but their live show like is just awesome yeah like, very good you know and they really they they i know we know they care about their live show a lot yeah. and they think about it a lot um yeah yeah they're they're really good live i'm trying to look at our calendar to see if we saw anyone because i actually can't name a single gig that we saw this year yeah, this, i didn't go to any big ones Biffy last year we saw the scratch last year yeah. we saw thumper last year every time i try Sprint to go to the scratch something year. happens yeah. yeah i have a list of all the acts that i've seen this year because i always write them down yeah. and uh and i was going through them and then as i was going through them somebody goes how much money did you spend on those this year it's like fuck off yeah. <laughs> shut up that's uh, that, all that money is going to the right places all right you could spend you could spend money in so many worse not ways. the artists yeah. so so who's, who's the best band you saw this year yeah uh oh probably full of hell playing grand social was one of the most ridiculous shows i've ever seen uh, i'm big into grindcore so like they're nice for me cool. one of the uh cloud rat which i saw in london was pretty amazing uh, in terms of performance, I saw a band called Liturgy who are like a black metal band over in Vienna, Sick. but it was the weirdest gig I've ever been at because the room was like 200 people. It was packed. Band were putting on an amazing show. No one fucking moved the whole oh. show. <laughs> black metal. And Aust- a black metal Austrians. show. And by the way, it's like they're, they're a very particular style of black metal. So it's like 
a lot of real fucking weird time signature stuff. Um, it doesn't sound like the typical, you know, the Norwegian stuff. It's a very, there's no other band that I know that sounds like the tone they have on their guitar. But cool. the only person who was moving was this one guy at the front who was who had a t-shirt from the first album. Who was obviously a huge fan. Just going, oh! Other than, that, <laughs> other than that, everybody was fucking stagnant. I'll tell you how bad it was. The opening <laughs> band was, an, was a band, like the lads, I'd say, were maybe in their 30s or their 40s and they're playing like 1980s uh, synth wave music like Depeche Mode kind of stuff yeah which was weird uh, now they weren't bad like their music wasn't it, it wouldn't be something that I'd be enamored with but um, when they walked on the stage no one fucking clapped so a guy <laughs> a guy on the mic had to go guys clap for the support band and then everyone, it was and it, it was a weird and I was like I was like oh fucking Austrians are going to go fucking nuts and then it got there and it was like no they're not <laughs> yeah. that's so insane they don't, I, mo- I they don't move a yeah. sold out black metal gig I would have thought yeah. the same thing like Austria yeah, yeah. Uh, so close to Germany and Germany have this insane like hardcore scene and like live rock scene oh their hardcore scene is fucking ridiculous in Germany yeah. it's quite but even but the cloud rack it was funny because the cloud rack gig people were playing British Bulldogs in the audience <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There is one thing. It's like the, the just because I haven't listened to black metal in like a, a pretty long time. But I was scrolling through TikTok the other day, and I found like something that I really need to get into. It's just people combining black metal and shoegaze. Yeah, so death you get, oh, oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and it's just it's just the most lovely like ethereal fucking. It's gorgeous. Yeah. Oh, it's insane. I can give you some recommendations. It's my favorite style of genre. But the Please problem do. is, is whenever Please. I say it's like, what are you into? What music are you into? You go, it's because yeah. it's called black gaze. Yeah. People go like, you're into black gaze. <laughs> that's, that's why I described it how I described it. And I was like, well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't turn them away. But that's not what I said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you, you really, you really can't shorten that genre. No, it's like black metal to, shoe gaze. You have, to, <laughs> you have to enunciate the gaze. No, nah, just, just, just metal, ju- metal shoes. <laughs> most underrated artist because i know we're, we're going over time here but we'll get we'll get this last question in <laughs> that, that we've seen this year most or underrated just artist just in general mm. oh. oh my god <laughs> let me take out my spotify <laughs> uh new pagans yeah yeah, yeah. Okay, that's good New Pagans is, a, is an unbelievable. New I don't know them. Are they are they Irish or? Oh, yeah, Belfast, Northern Irish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like New Pagans, they have they have a new album out that's great. I adore the album they have out before that. Rich, can you get up the name of that album because I always forget. Uh, it. Is that the one with Harbors? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. the Seed, the Vessel, the Root, and all. I think. But like I that whole album, you listen to it and you're like, how are is this band not yeah. the biggest band out of Ireland? Like. Yeah, unbelievable! The, like the the way everything's written, it's so well thought out. It's so well performed. It's like, it's the variety of it. Like I couldn't recommend anybody listening if they haven't listened to New Pagans to listen to that. It's album. shocking how common that is becoming an Ireland where you hear the line, "I don't know how they're bigger," and then you're just like, "Why are these bands absolutely massive? <laughs> Talent <laughs> is insane at the moment." Yeah, and you I, guys I, like, included. <laughs> I think I think looking at them from the outside in, like I, I think their singer has just like done a PhD and stuff. Like they're they're kind of in their thirties, I want to say, and like they see, it seems like they have real lives, is what I'm trying to say. Okay. Like they they have actual lives, and they're not just like early twenties, like you know, fucking around like we are. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, but the it's so they're just so good, and I I think you know they have this new album out now, and they're they're gigging again and all that, and I just think everybody should listen to them. Yeah, I think. Um, I think Helen Murray is very underrated as well. Yeah. Helen Murray's fantastic, yeah. Yeah. She, I'd love to see her do more things. Yeah, because she was on Ireland Music Week last year, which is where we discovered her, and her live performance was fucking unbelievable. Mm. Like, some of the best musicians I've ever seen in my life playing a pop gig. It was so unbelievably good. And then, like, from what I can see, it just kind of all disappeared. Like, she just traveled the, like, she just traveled the world and uh, kind of just, like, on her own personal stuff. Um, but, like, I haven't really seen her do music Ooh. much. Yeah, I hope she comes Since, back and, yeah. she, and she releases stuff because I'd love to hear more of her songs. Yeah. Like, Ar- Ireland Music Week is one of those events where like, I, I was at it this year in Dublin and every single band that came on, I was just like, what the fuck? I've never heard of these yep. guys and they're absolutely insane. There's so much going on, man. Yeah. The big like, one was B- uh, Bashed. Did you ever listen to them? B-A-S-H-T. I've heard the name so many times yeah. and I've yet to see them live. And I don't, I don't know if they're based in Dublin, but like I've heard it so many times. I was like, all right, cool. We'll go in, and they came on stage, and was like, "Is this going to be like a post-punk thing, or what? like I've?" And then just straight away ripping guitar solo, amazing vocals, just the <laughs> yeah. whole band, yeah. like just fast. I was like, "This is insane! It's absolutely the 
fantastic band. It was Crow Sister then was on afterwards. So it was a very, very good night of music. Yeah. yeah. And like, I mean, I think Nerves are another band that comes to oh, mind. Nerves yeah, are incredible. Nerves. Yeah, um, got to see them in the PAV during the year. I'm actually um, seeing two of Nerves tonight. Uh, they're going to, they're playing with Silverglass. Did you ever listen to them? How no. is this Silverglass? No. Silverglass are like uh, instrumental kind of math rocky kind of techno cool. thing. But Charlie plays, Charlie is going to be playing bass in it, I think. And then Adam plays drums. But Nerves are fucking, there's something else like to say the least. Oh man. <laughs> and I think just to, to mention some amazing Cork fans as well, because we, we have, a, you know, uh, some amazing musician friends down in Cork like yep. and, and bands yep. like, like Iris are incredible. The Cliffords. Staff party, staff party, Pebble Dash, Pebble Dash Kane's basement, Pebble Dash um, Mirrors are doing amazing things. Yeah. There's so many, so many great bands in Cork. Have you ever um, seen God Alone? Oh, God. oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah Jake yeah. from God Alone is also in Staff Party. Yeah, yeah. Um, like just as a guitar player, like man's insane. He's I'd watch him play in any band that he plays in. Yeah, J- Jake also depths in the wedding band that I do sound for, so I see him quite a bit. <laughs> 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 they're, yeah, they're they're one hell of a band. Yeah, yeah. God alone are very, very, very good. But uh, guys, we've we've hit an hour, so uh, I won't keep you any longer. But this is the part where basically you guys get to plug whatever you have going on. Obviously, the EP and any live shows that if you want to tell us about. Yeah. Um. Will I do it? Do you want to go? Uh, go for it. Yes. Yeah. So so we have the EP coming out January fifth. Uh, the spaces. Um. Pre-save which, it. Buy it. Illegally downloaded. Just didn't you? Listen to it once and then make up your mind. <laughs> That's it. Listen to it again. <laughs> and um, and then we have a, our first ever uh, foreign shows. Our first ever yeah. time. <laughs> our first. Our first <laughs> ever gigs. Foreign, foreign first time shows. Gigs outside of Ireland. <laughs> um, we're we're going and doing an Irish and UK tour. So it's thirteen dates in three weeks. Awesome. Um, and and it's a headline tour, so there's going to be like an hour and twenty minutes of Skies Behind Music every night for every that tour. Every night. And I, I do want to say just because we never got back to it. Um, Look up what a 2012 Volkswagen Tiguan is to see the size, <laughs> just just to see the size of the car we've upgraded a Beetle from. We're getting we're getting incrementally closer to a van. We have a roof box now as well. I was going to say, I was going to say, we do have a roof box, you know. So that's that's a game changer. Really. And, but I suppose the, the main gigs as well on that tour is we're playing Wheelands upstairs on the 24th of January. Yeah, correct. Um, with Dig Deep and Annie Valentine. So that's Sick. Gonna be, that's me. Really, really fun show. We've sold out the Cork gig in Fred Zeppelin's, which is. Amazing. That's going to be the first one. We can't wait for that. Awesome news. That's amazing. Um, and yeah, we're playing in Galway. Uh, in I think it's the old 55 we're playing in now. Um, the 27th. And we're playing the 27th. in Pharmacia in Limerick. On the 26th. On the 26th. And we're in McHugh's in Belfast on... 23rd. The 23rd. <laughs> and we're doing a record shop gig with Understarting in Luca Records in Waterford. On the 25th. On the 25th. And there are a bunch of shows in the UK as well. We how many shows in the UK? Seven. The seven. Yeah. Go, go to those if you want. Yeah. <laughs> you can. But you can find them all on our Instagram. Um, <laughs> at Skies Behind it's also on our Spotify has all the and shows all tickets well. are on our website at skiesbehind.com yeah and we are doing it 100% independently so yeah. a- any cent that you spend will go to us or the support acts and it's really 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 appreciated um, but we're massively looking forward to it it's terrifying and we can't wait and What's if you that? want help fund it go uh, pick up the Skies Behind be fucking sound t-shirts yeah <laughs> I forgot to fucking ask a question about that. Actually, the be fucking sound thing. No, just where? Like, I, I was about to say, where did it come from? But obviously, it's just be fucking. Just, nice just be fucking sound. Just be just fucking sound. sound. It's because, like, when we went, to the it's, first... it's shocking that anyone has to be told. But I know. If somebody, it's, if somebody's it's, it's gonna tell you. Disgraceful on how often we have to fucking say this. Now, all right. But like the first, the first time we went to Ireland Music Week last 2022, last year, we went up there and we were like, all right, what's what's the industry secret? What's the What's the gold dust that we need? And pretty much everyone there was like, just be sound. Don't be a prick. <laughs> it's that easy. Yeah. And so we were like, fuck. We can do that. Just be fucking sound. Yeah. Wait, all right, we can figure that one out. We've been doing that for 24 years with some <laughs> lapses in judgment. And, and just, I, I know I know, we're going over time, but one last shout out to Safe Gigs Ireland. Big shout out to um, Safe Gigs Ireland. Because yeah. they're, they're based in Cork. Yes. Cork um, uh, Sexual, Sexual Violence, Violence Centre. Yeah. Yep. Um, and they've, they've started this whole initiative coming out of COVID where that, that terrible uh, needle spiking trend was happening. So they set up this initiative to kind of raise awareness of people being safe at gigs, feeling safe at gigs, calling out bad behavior. Yeah. Um, and we've been lucky enough to, to work with them for two years now. And we've become really good friends with everybody there. They're doing great things. They're, they're working with loads of different bands. If anyone listening is in a band that doesn't know about safe gigs, check them out. They'll send you on uh, a bunch of resources that can help yeah, you promote safe gigs at whatever gig you're doing. Um, they're fantastic people and they're only in it to help keep people safe and yeah. to help people enjoy gigs so it's like such a good reason but the reason I bring that up is because their motto is also be sound um, and yeah 
Yeah, they, yeah. It, it yeah. Couldn't be better people. No, no, they're very good. Organization. You can see their posters around certain venues around Dublin. It's uh, it's annoying that it's needed, but um, but yeah. at least someone's doing it. You know, at least and someone's yeah, doing like, it. Yeah, yeah. And like they're they're like like Dan said, they're more than happy to give out posters or tote bags or t-shirts to anybody that's putting on any sort of event at just no to, cost to anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just give raise it, awareness. Give them a message and be like, "What can I do to help safe gigs?" And mm. they will absolutely jump at it. They're fantastic. Yeah. Wonderful people. All right, guys. Well, I'm all out of questions, but um, best of luck with the EP. Like, as I said at the very beginning of this episode, it is a fantastic EP. And I wouldn't, I'm not one to tell a band that it's amazing if I didn't actually mean it. I, re- I really am. And I really did love every minute of it. I, th- I thoroughly enjoyed You're it. You're going to make fantastic. us blush, Barry. I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> I can no, just I... do that by opening the saturation on the screen. But uh... yeah. <laughs> that's no, no, no I mean... seriously, it, it, from start to finish, it's it's fantastic. It's one of those ones where like I was listening to it. I was like, fuck, this is so like, this is so good. Um, so to have you guys on chatting with me and having the crack on a Monday afternoon, a Monday night is just, it's, it really is amazing. So thank you so much for coming on and being guests. So good to be on. Man. Thanks. Thanks so much for saying that, Baran, for having us. Like, I mean, oh, it's been pod- an absolute pleasure. And, and for what you're doing with the podcast as well, it's fantastic. It's so uh, positive to have oh, you. Sorry, like, man. Because you have everybody on. It's amazing. And like, you know, <laughs> like in the best way and you ask amazing questions. You're such a good interviewer. You really, like I've discovered so many bands to listen to your podcast yeah. and discovered what they're like as people like within an hour. Um, and that's what people need like when you have such a small music community like we do in Ireland it's like the more you get to know people the more you can help people the more everybody wants to kind of chip in and it's uh, you're a really big role in that so oh Sam man thank you that. and yeah really, thanks, it's nice thanks. hearing that <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna live that's off it. that for a fucking next year like <laughs> that's it, that's it. We're, uh, we're definitely not the only people who think it but I'm, glad <laughs> sure. I'm glad we can say it to you um, I will sound out yeah. alright well guys well, I won't keep any of your time but um, seriously thank you so much for coming on and uh, like, when's the Dublin date so just that I know I can definitely go to it <laughs> 24th 24th of January yeah. I will be there thank you it so much Wednesday night awesome <laughs> no that's sweet thank you so much Bear. so that's our episode for this week I just want to thank the lads again Richard, Joe and Dan for coming on and chatting with me it really was fantastic having them on uh the ep is well worth your time checking out and uh, make sure to catch them on their tour dates i'm going to be at the dublin one for absolute sure at the end of this month uh, it's gonna be very very exciting Wheelands as well which is a fantastic venue and um, i'll be giving a link in the description for this uh for the band's tour dates and their band camp and spotify and all that kind of carry on in the description for this episode and uh, i guess on my end if you enjoyed that episode and want to hear more just like it uh, please give the podcast a follow on wherever platform you listen to it it really does help me out a lot uh, but the main thing is thank you very much for listening to the episode i really hope you enjoyed it and uh, we're back again soon for another episode thank you and goodbye